0: Hey everybody and welcome to True Crime Paranormal with No, it isn't. Hey, everybody. (laughs) Welcome to the True Crime Squad. Yeah, there you go. Katie Weaver. Wow, it's been a minute. Uh, Here with my sister, co-host, and partner in crime, Christy Brower. Hello.
1: Hello. I bet y'all weren't expecting this. But if you've seen the news, I bet you were.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So if uh, you've been watching the news at all, you know that there has been an arrest in the Moscow... uh, university of idaho killings and so we're here to talk about it yeah we weren't planning on coming back until next week but how could we not be here for this
1: right it This is is huge. big
0: news. yeah so what we're doing right this minute is we are awaiting the press conference to start we're going to stream the entire press conference uh from the moscow police
2: and here we go we'll get out of the way
3: Thank you for coming today. Last night in conjunction with the Pennsylvania state police, federal Bureau of investigation detectives arrested 28 year old Brian Christopher Kohlberger in Albright'sville, Pennsylvania, on a warrant for murder of Ethan Zena, Madison and Kaylee. I want to personally thank these agencies for their assistance in this case. Kohlberger resides in Pullman, Washington, and is a graduate student at Washington State University. We'll provide as much information as we can about the extradition to Idaho and the criminal process. However, due to Idaho state law, we are limited in what information we can release today until Kohlberger has has his initial appearance in Idaho court. I want to express my appreciation to our local community. The people of Idaho and those throughout our nation who provided information to help us investigate these murders has been very impressive. We've received over 19,000 tips, and we've conducted over 300 interviews. To recap this case, on the evening of November 12th, Kaylee and Madison arrived home at about 1.56 a.m. after visiting a local bar and street food vendor. Ethan and Zanna were at the Sigma Chi house before arriving home around 1:45 AM. The two surviving roommates had also been in the community but returned around 1 AM. On the morning of November 13th, a 911 call was made at 11:58 AM reporting an unconscious person at the residence. The call came in, call came from inside the home from one of the surviving roommate's cell phones. Moscow police responded and found two victims on the second floor and two victims on the third floor. On November 17th, autopsies were conducted and the Latah County Coroner confirmed the identity of the four victims. The cause and manner of death was homicide by stabbing. Some had defensive wounds and each had multiple Um, each had been stabbed multiple times. These murders have shaken our community and no arrest will ever bring back these young students. However, we do believe justice will be found through the criminal process. This was a very complex and extensive case. We developed a clear picture over time and we stand assured that the work was not the the work is not done but be assured the work is not done this has just started since november we have remained laser focused on pursuing pursuing every lead in our pursuit of justice for the victims and their families i recognize the frustration with the lack of information that's been released however providing any details in this criminal investigation might have tainted the upcoming criminal prosecution or alerted the suspect of our progress. We will continue to provide as much information as we can as the process moves forward. Today, I want to specifically thank our dedicated Moscow Police Department detectives, patrol officers, the Idaho State detectives, the Idaho State troopers, and their crime lab technicians and scientists, and the Federal Bureau of Investigation for the resources and personnel to conduct this massive investigation it was the dedication of them and the persistence and the numerous hours that led to an arrest fortunately these highly skilled people work together as a cohesive team to solve this case i also want to thank our community and the nation over the past six weeks i've been continually reminded of how much our community cares locally Public support has been exceptional with kind words, food for investigators, and letters of support. You will never know how much your words of encouragement help us through these trying times. I appreciate each of you and each of your kindness. Agencies and individuals from across the nation have reached out to us to express their support to this department. I'm reminded how our Moscow community our families and the nation has been impacted by this daily. Finally, I do wanna thank our media partners for the help. You kept this in the uh, news, you helped us with tips, you kept things going and we truly appreciate that. And you are the product of those 19,000 tips that we received, which is an impressive number. I would like to uh, invite Bill Thompson, the County Prosecutor up at this time.
2: Good afternoon, folks. My name is Bill Thompson. I'm the Laytaw County Prosecutor. And it's sad to be here, but happy to be here at the same time as chief. Brian indicated, um, a criminal complaint. Was filed yesterday here in Lataw County, charging the defendant, Mr. Kohlberger with four counts of first degree murder in addition to felony burglary, which involves entering the residence with the intent to commit the crime of murder. Mr. Kohlberger, let me preface, there is a pending case now in court, and I and my office and the investigators have to live with the restrictions that our Supreme Court places on pretrial publicity. That said, I promise you we will share with you, through the court process or otherwise, whatever we are allowed to. I just appreciate your patience on that. The uh, factual basis for the charges are summarized in what's called a probable cause affidavit that is on file with the court. According to the rules of the Idaho Supreme Court, that is sealed until Mr. Kohlberger is physically back in Latah County and has been served with the Idaho arrest warrant. At that time, we expect that that affidavit will be available to you so you can share the true facts with all of your readers and your watchers and your listeners uh, and all the people who are interested and really need to know what's going on. So please have patience with us on that. Uh, We hope to get that to you as soon as we can. As far as Mr. Kohlberger, I can share with you that he is a graduate student, Washington State University and has an apartment residence over in Pullman. He has had an initial appearance in front of a judge in Pennsylvania. He is being held without bond and the warrant from our magistrate judge here also provides for no bond we understand that he's scheduled to be back in court in pennsylvania next tuesday afternoon and that a public defender has been appointed for him there the process at this point is since he was arrested in another state he has the opportunity to either waive extradition and return voluntarily to the state of idaho or if he prefers not to waive extradition, then we will initiate extradition proceedings through our governor's office. If we do that, it can take a while for him to get here. So again, I'm asking for your patience and understand that's just the way the system works. Once he gets here, Uh, he'll have an initial appearance with our magistrate they'll deal with issues such as making sure counsel is uh, competent counsel is representing him and the case will be scheduled for the hearings your primary source of factual information is going to be the court record because that's what the supreme court says uh, we need to refer you to so please pay attention to what's going on in court and have people there to watch and hear what's being said uh, as, as an attorney, myself and my office, we are limited on what we are allowed by the courts to say outside of the courtroom. So please just work with us. Finally, as the chief indicated, this is not the end of this investigation. In fact, this is a new beginning. You all now know the name of the person who has been charged with these offenses. Please get that information out there. Please ask the public, anyone who knows about this individual, to come forward, call the tip line, report anything you know about him to help the investigators and eventually our office and the court system understand fully everything there is to know about not only the individual, but what happened and why. Next, I'll introduce Colonel Ked Wells from the Idaho State Police. Thank you.
4: Well, good afternoon. My name is Kedrick Wills. I serve as a director of the Idaho State Police and certainly want to express our appreciation for your attendance here today. These tragic murders took four young, vibrant lives from our community. Nothing we do can bring them back. The only thing that we can do in law enforcement to honor their memories that we know of is to bring this to a successful conclusion. This has been a very difficult time for the families, the university, the community and the state of Idaho. However, it is also proven that communities come together in tough times. Certainly appreciate the support of the local community and our national audience that has been following us as we've worked, our investigators have worked through this case. I'm thankful also to you, the media partners who have helped keep this case in the forefront that generates the tips and continues, what we hope will continue to generate information that will help us to a conclusion of this proceeding. I'd like to express our appreciation on behalf of the Idaho State Police to Chief Fry, his leadership and the entire Moscow Police Department for the way that they handled this from the very beginning. He directed the right people to the right, right positions that led us to this conclusion today. I've had the utmost confidence in this investigation and in Chief Fry, as well as in Mr. Bill Thompson and the Latah County Prosecutor's Office who've been a great partner throughout this. Nothing has deterred the commitment of the investigators who've worked on this case, regardless of the organization they represent. It's been very trying and very difficult, as we know, as you know, that it has been on those investigators as they do the tedious work that they're so good at doing. The partnerships is what's led here as well. The partnerships between Moscow Police Department, the I'd like to express our appreciation with the Federal Bureau of Investigation, specifically the special agent in charge out of the Salt Lake City Division, Dennis Rice, and also what the work that happened in the last 24 hours in in Pennsylvania with the arrest with the Pennsylvania State Police and Colonel Evan Chick with the Pennsylvania State Police. We appreciate what they've done across the nation to help us as well. As Bill shared, this investigation is far from over. In fact, I appreciate what he shared that this is not an ending, but rather a new beginning. The difference now is, as he shared, that we are dictated what information we can share by the court process and by laws in our state of Idaho. And so we will share as he shared. Um, Mr. Thompson is absolutely committed to share everything he can share through the court process. We've got to make sure that we don't get in front of that process. And uh, we really appreciate, deeply appreciate everybody's support here. The relationships that were forged here and the partnerships that were forged have led to this, and based on that is why we're here today. And we continue to believe that the best way we can honor these four lives that have been taken is to make sure that we have a successful outcome here. One of the partnerships that's been forged throughout this is a partnership with the University of Idaho, and on that I'd like to introduce the president of the University of Idaho, Mr. Scott Green.
5: Thank you, good afternoon, Scott Green, um, President of the University of Idaho. Today's news of unrest is a welcome one. It's a relief to our university, our community, and our extended Vandal family. The outpouring of support over the past six weeks helped sustain us during the most trying time. It provided the strength that helped us navigate the international scrutiny visited on our students and employees. We are truly thankful for the compassion and acts of kindness shown to our community. Kindness is contagious and it provided the light that reclaimed ground lost to evil and darkness. We first want to acknowledge and thank Governor Little for the early promise of financial support that enabled the university to secure our campus and focus on helping our students and our employees in the wake of the crimes. We also appreciate the Idaho State Police and the highly visible security presence that brought comfort and calm to a community shocked and confused by the senseless crimes. We never lost faith that this case would be solved and are grateful for the hard work of the Moscow Police Department and their law enforcement partners. Vast and committed FBI resources brought important expertise to this complex case. Across the board, dedicated, highly competent personnel worked this case to arrest. This crime has nevertheless left a mark on our university, our community, and our state. While we cannot bring back Maddie, Kaylee, Zaina, and Ethan, we can thoughtfully and purposefully carry their legacy forward in the work that we do. Our students come first, and that was proven each and every day of this investigation. We are committed to safely delivering the college town atmosphere, campus experience, and high-touch quality education for which the University of Idaho is known. With time, we will heal, we will move forward together, and we will remain Vandal Strong. With that, I'd like to turn it back over to Chief Fry.
3: So now we will open the floor to questions. However, I want to remind everyone, as prosecutor Bill Thompson explained, any factual information regarding the arrest of Kohlberger is currently sealed per Idaho law and will not be released until he has appeared in an Idaho court. Please formulate your questions accordingly. I recognize there are a lot of questions and I will try to answer as many of them as I can.
4: can I
0: Lauren Patterson, uh, Northwest Public Broadcasting, Spokane Public Radio. I realize the records are sealed, I guess I'm not too familiar with how it works, but can you tell us what tip, what lead, what piece of evidence really led you all the way from Idaho to the suspect in Pennsylvania?
3: As I've said in the past, that's part of our investigation, and uh, we won't be releasing that at this time. We, we will have those answers. We'll have them um, as soon as we can uh, make those available to
0: you. Then a quick follow-up and a two-parter. Is our community
3: safe, or is law enforcement still on the search for other suspects who might be involved in this attack? What I can tell you is we have an individual in custody who committed these um, horrible crimes, and um, I do believe our community is safe, but we still need to be vigilant, right? We still have talked about this in the past. We always need to be aware of our surroundings and make sure that uh, we're aware of what's going on.
1: Hi, Chief. How soon into the investigation did police and law enforcement begin to spot Mr. Koberger as a potential suspect? And a follow-up, how many tips, if you can say, were specifically related to Mr. Kohlberger?
3: Um To the tip part, honestly, I can't answer that question, so I'm not even going to speculate on that. On um, the other part, that's part of our investigation, and it will come out. Um, I'd like the mic to please come right over here.
1: Thank you. Dana Griffin with NBC News. Can you confirm that Kohlberger asked whether or not anyone else had been arrested when he was in custody?
3: I cannot confirm that or I'm not sure um, of that information, but that would still be a part of our investigation.
1: Did CODIS initially return any hits on this guy?
3: That's still part of our investigation. Um, That will come out. If we could get somebody over here, please.
1: And then one final question. Is there any message to the online sleuths who slandered and harassed people who they believed were
2: Responsible
3: there was a lot of speculation going on and we've always said from the very beginning that we're the official uh, Message that comes out and to pay attention to what we were putting out there to the press
1: I'm Nancy Liu with News Nation And we were over at the house this morning and you told us that the remediation would begin today Uh, It was suddenly stopped Can you tell us
0: why
3: yes? Um, the house cleanup um, has been halted, and that came by a legal request from the court.
1: Christina Corbin, Fox News, uh, Chief. Have you identified a motive?
3: That is part of the investigation, and that will um, come out as we continue the investigation. But what we still ask is is for people to continually send us things in the tip um, line. We are still looking for more information. We're still trying to build that picture, just like we have stated all along. Um, we're putting all the pieces together, and that will help.
0: Chief Veronica
1: Miracle with CNN. Any indication that the suspect knew the victims?
3: That's part of the investigation as well. It won't be something that will come out at this point in time, but as we continue the investigation and as this case goes to trial, that will um, be brought forth. Have you
1: spoken to the families? Can you tell us what uh, they've they've told you today?
3: Uh, Are you talking to the victims' families? Yeah, we have reached out to the victim's family as we always do. And um, we've done that daily and we've continued to have contact with them. Hey, uh, Nate Sanford, um, you mentioned earlier that you're still seeing tips about Brian and that people should still share whatever information they have. Can you speak at all about what specifically um, people should be reaching out for, like if they know something? I would say anything and everything, um, as we've said all along. Um, we we know what tips we're looking for. We will take those tips and we will um, have professionals look at those and decide which pieces of those we need to use for our case. So um, we ask that everybody would do that.
1: Uh, Angela Palermo, Idaho Statesman. Um, your department and other investigators on the case took a lot of flag for keeping information close to your chest. Are you glad that you did that? And were you worried about tipping the suspect off?
3: I will 100% stand behind the way that we handled this investigation and this all started from day one with our patrol officers arriving on scene, locking down the scene, um, us calling in the Idaho State Police, us calling in the FBI and and keeping information um, that was pertinent to this um, case very, very um, tight. Um, we want to have a situation where when this goes to trial, there's no doubt um, that we've done everything right. And, and we've slowed down and we've continued to slow down. We'll continue to do that.
1: Hey chief, um,
3: have you guys found the murder weapon or the uh, Hyundai Elantra? So we are still looking for um, all pieces of evidence, um, but we are still looking for the the weapon. Um, and I will say that uh, we have found an
1: Stephanie Becker with CNN. Can you tell what it was like when you got the phone call when the police told you that they had your suspect?
3: I can tell you, um, for a lot of law enforcement, it was a fairly sleepless a couple of days with, um, as we were leading up to everything that we were doing, but um, what I can tell you is, um, I have faith in those agencies across the nation, Um, I have faith in our officers, I have faith in the FBI, and uh, they did a great job, Um, but sure, there was uh, some times, um, even throughout um, the day that uh, we were uh, always concerned.
2: Hi, Chief. Don, you back at CBS News. Can you talk a little bit more about the suspect's connection to Pennsylvania?
3: All I know is is that uh, he lives in, in Pennsylvania. Chief Guy Tonnenbaum from nonstop local KHQ in Spokane. Uh, more about the Elantra. We saw reports that you, you mentioned that you were covered in Elantra, but Can you specify where that was found? And uh, we know that that was one of the biggest pieces of information you were asking from the public to tip. Um, Were you able to provide information on whether those tips led to this uh, seizure of an Elantra? That's still part of the um, investigation that will come out um, in the future. Chief Glenn Mosley, Idaho Public Radio here in Moscow. The uh, additional police presence in town and on campus semester's coming. Is that going to continue? Um, you will continue to see um, state troopers in the area. You know, we're talking to Laytock County as well. You will see uh, a presence of us that we're always um, have up on campus. Uh, we have assigned officers to that. So you will continue to see a, a law enforcement presence. I'm going to take two more questions.
0: Hi, Chief. Julie Scott, ABC News. Um, Can you tell us if you eventually had
1: a license plate number to the Elantra and how you tracked it to Pullman?
3: That's still part of the investigation that will come out.
4: Chief, hi, Matt Loveless with the Murrow College of Communication. I want to ask about Mr. Koberger as a graduate student at WSU. Are you aware of if he returned to campus after November 13th? And have you had any communication with departments on the WSU campus about his attendance?
3: So some of that is going to be followed up as we continue our investigation. We'll be asking some of those questions, um, but that'll come out in the near future. So what I do wanna do is I wanna thank you all. Um, You really have been the national voice for us. You've um, given us the opportunity to um, get many, many tips, and and I do appreciate everything you've done, and we'll continue to look um, forward to working with you in the future on this. So I'd like to thank you for that and thank you for your time.
1: all righty whoo
0: there you have it yeah some of it some of it a lot more to say
1: well you know it was a very good point that the prosecutor made that you know until he's actually come to idaho been served his warrants signed you know um charged here but they're not going to seal the arrest warrant that was good news yes
0: yeah yes absolutely absolutely uh It'll be very interesting to see what the probable cause warrant says.
1: We'll learn a lot there about how they landed on him as a suspect and why. And, you know, there's a, there's so much more to come.
0: So but- CNN and, and a few others are throwing around DNA that there has been, you know, a DNA match. But obviously that has not been confirmed by law enforcement. Uh, but That's what's being said right now, but we don't know that's true. Uh, interesting that they have an Elantra.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We aren't sure if that Elantra is actually in Washington or if it was in Pennsylvania. However, there was a car searched as part of the search warrant in Pennsylvania was a car.
1: Right. Yeah. And yeah, Amy, we got to be careful with TMZ because TMZ will go live with all kinds of stuff that is not necessarily true. Mm -hmm. And we are really careful. We don't want to be part of the misinformation problem. Mm -hmm. So there are a lot of rumors, but we do know quite a lot of things thanks to...
0: Katie, the master sleuth, about Brian (laughs) Cooper. Really interesting things. So as Mm -hmm. you know, he is working on his PhD in Pullman uh, in criminal justice and criminology. Mm -hmm. He graduated in Pennsylvania with his master's degree in criminology in the spring. So bear in mind, he has only been in Washington for a few months.
1: Yeah, like one semester.
0: Yeah. Yep. And, and you gotta understand that home, I'm guessing, for Christmas at this point.
1: Yes, I would imagine so. He's only 10 miles. He was living 10 miles from the house in Moscow. So yeah. Moscow is right on the Washington state line. Mm-hmm. So is Pullman. They're not very far apart. No. Um, but this this I think was one of the big challenges for law enforcement, is that it would be very easy for this to happen. And the person not even be living in the state of Idaho because of the location.
0: Absolutely. So here's a little map. It's just across the river. We've actually Mm -hmm. done a few cases in the past of uh, crimes committed between these two communities. We have, yes. So uh, missing women, actually. But uh, so this is basically a map of how far it is. Yeah, it's just literally practically the same community. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that and and that was said from the very beginning is that students from these two schools cross back and forth into each other's communities socially a lot.
0: Mhm. Mhm. So something very interesting was that he had posted on Reddit back last year while he was still finishing up his master's degree. This is what he posted. Hello, my name is Brian and I am inviting you to participate in a research project that seeks to understand how emotions and psychological traits influence decision making when committing a crime. In particular, this study seeks to understand the story behind your most recent criminal offense with an emphasis on your thoughts and feelings throughout your experience. In the event that your most recent offense was not one that led to a conviction, you may still participate. Additional surveys are included after the open-ended section. As to best understand your unique traits, this study should take 15 to 20 minutes to complete. Your identity and all answers provided are completely confidential, and the link to the survey is an anonymous link. The research has been approved by the DeSales University IRB. Participants must be 18 years of age or older. If you opt to participate, you may terminate your participation at any time and for any reason. If you have any questions about this research, you may contact the research team via email, student investigator Brian Koberger with an email, and then there's a link to the, uh, the study. The study itself got pulled down early this morning, but we were able to get our hands on what questions were on the study So I'm going to share those with you, you. Master Sleuth. I'm just saying. (laughs) I went deep and quick down the rabbit hole for sure. So let me pull those up here quickly. So here were the questions on the survey. Please note that the following survey asks to detail your most recent criminal offense, whether you were caught or not. In the event that you were not charged, convicted, or incarcerated for the offense, you may still participate in the research. Number one, have you ever been incarcerated? Number two, what age were you when you committed your most recent crime? Number three, which category best represent your most recent crime? Number four, were you convicted of your most recent crime? Number five, did you commit the crime alone? Number six, the following open-ended questions provide you with a chance to anonymously detail your experience committing your most recent criminal offense. Any important actions, emotions, or thoughts should be thoroughly detailed. One, how was your life before the crime occurred? Two, Did you prepare for the crime before leaving your home? Please detail what you were thinking and feeling at this point. Three, how did you travel to and enter the location that the crime occurred? Four, after arriving, what steps did you take prior to locating the victim or target? Please detail your thoughts and feelings. Five, why did you choose that victim or target over others? Six, before making your move, how did you approach the victim or target? Please detail what you were thinking and feeling. Six, what was the first move you made in order to accomplish your goal? Please detail any thoughts and feelings at this point. How did you accomplish your goal? Please explain what you were thinking and feeling. Before leaving, is there anything else you did? How did you leave the scene? After committing the crime, what were you thinking and feeling? And then there was a drop down of a bunch of different uh, questions. Over the past two weeks, how have, how have you been bothered by any of the following problems? Uh, things like worry, anxiety, worry that something terrible is going to happen, easily irritable, and things like that. So that's it. Uh,
1: I mean, is this a, survey on how to get away with murder the questions are i mean i can understand i can totally see this as a research project totally sure. but seriously did he use this information
0: right. to assist him was this a serial killer in training now <laughs> we would not classify him as a serial killer currently no. because the four people he killed uh or that he's being uh you know uh charged with charged with We're all at the same event. And remember that there has to be more than four events or three events to be considered a serial killer. So he would not be considered a serial killer at this point unless he has uh, done anything else. Now, I see a lot of people, you know, trying to link him to other crimes in the area. But you have to remember, he's only been here for a few months. Right. That does not track for the Idaho washington uh murder theories that have come up at all no
1: it doesn't at all and we have to be really careful with all of that you know like cindy said cnn called him a hannibal lecter that's sensationalism Mm -hmm. and they should shut up because we don't know you know is it he's 28 years old and he's committed this heinous act is it possible that he's done other things yeah it totally is but we don't know yet no,
0: there's a lot of others and comparing him to everyone's favorite uh, serial killer to compare people to, Ted Bundy, being the fact right. that he's young. Uh, they're saying good looking. I think that's uh, questionable. Uh, Here, but, I'll show you a
1: picture. You guys can.
0: And also is, uh, well-educated, of course.
1: This is a photo of him from the university, uh, mm-hmm. University of Washington. And yeah. then this is, um, this is a tweet from Brian Enten. Um, You may remember him from the Gabby Petito case. This is him clearly wearing a bulletproof vest. Mm -hmm. So after being arrested. But we have to be so careful about all of that because it just starts to sensationalize this rather than just paying clear attention to what has happened. A couple things I want to point out that the police said, though. First of all, they did not rule out that he was that he acted alone. They did not say this is their only suspect. There's a rumor that he asked, and we don't know if this is true, that he asked, was it, has anyone
0: else been arrested? Right. That Brian Enton is reporting that.
1: Yeah. So that's possible. Um, let's see. There was one other thing that they said that I wanted to point out. It'll come to me. Uh, oh, but. Oh, well, the. The the arrest warrant. Yeah. Arrest warrant probable cause is basically the same thing. It's, it's what, Mm -hmm. what information did they give the judge to get the warrant? Mm -hmm. And we've seen a lot of these getting sealed lately. Yes. Um, You know, like the, the one in the um, Delphi case is sealed. Mm -hmm. You know, there's been a bunch of them lately that have been sealed. They're not sealing this. So we will know what led the police to this guy's door.
0: Mm -hmm. There Um, will be a lot of information in that, but he won't even go to court for his first extradition hearing until the third. Right. So we've got some time here.
1: Oh, this is the other thing. Okay. So he's charged with four counts of first degree murder and burglary.
0: Yeah. I
1: think that's important because the prosecutor said because he broke into the house. Well, that could be breaking and entering. Burglary indicates Mm -hmm. something was stolen.
0: Right. So So I I felt
1: like that was important to just be aware of. Like, was there actually something taken or some things taken from the house? Because that's been kept quiet. But that charge really struck me. It did
0: me, too, for a couple of reasons. Because one, was he in possession of that item? Uh, Two, did he take souvenirs? Yes. Uh, And, yeah, those are my two big uh, questions on that. A couple of things additionally to share. This is, this has been pulled down now, but this was this morning on uh, Washington State University's website. Uh, His bio here uh, is being a PhD student at the school. He graduated with honors from every school. uh, Mm -hmm. You know, Dean's List, smart dude. Yeah. Well, (laughs)
1: also, note Office, Wilson Short Hall. PhD mm-hmm. students are professors. Yeah. He's been teaching
0: mm-hmm.
1: at WSU, not just attending.
0: Mm-hmm. Which There's going to be some very interesting conversations coming out from students, students
1: there. Can you imagine? Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, this is his office. Mm-hmm. This uh, big red brick building here. And this is uh, a shot from earlier today of the police there. Uh, presume the building was sealed off we're presuming he would they were searching his office Mm -hmm. this is his apartment building Mm -hmm. also sealed off and his apartment being searched so that was all going down earlier today uh this is a shot of the road that he lives on in uh pennsylvania
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. uh somebody said he looks like one of those incel guys well he's actually uh registered libertarian
1: yeah so that's kind that's of interesting although does record i think that kind of tracks yeah i think we're going to see some more things that will make that yeah. track even more
0: they were very quick to get his socials pulled down uh when not frustrating <laughs> no not quick enough we got some stuff mm-hmm. but uh if you go over to instagram you'll discover that uh last oh, time i left there were about a dozen fake accounts of his that had been put up and a few on Facebook, people are sick and crazy and they do these things. There's one person who habitually on Instagram changes their account to the name of somebody that's being, you know, that's been arrested or something. Mm
1: -hmm. So it
0: looks like they have like 33,000 followers and they're like, yes, this is him. This is Brian. No, it's not. No, not at all. None of his, uh, none of his socials are there. Even, no, they're not real
1: there's one that the there are a couple of them that make me wonder one of them was closed at 40k followers yeah um it did have the don't tread on me flag as the profile picture i thought that was interesting mm-hmm. yes idaho does have the death penalty yeah. um but, yeah, there, there were a few that, like, had enough interaction, like, had enough people following them and that they were following that looked like it could have legitimately been an account of his. Mm-hmm. But most of them were brand new, like, formed today, which people yeah. are so fucked up
0: with doing stuff like that. Yeah. Right. Who is doing this? Uh, notice, too, though, that they are still looking for the murder weapon. Yes, Sounds they Like, are. they don't have it.
1: No, they don't.
0: And an interesting they have note, too. And Alantra. They <laughs> yes. Interesting, too, though, that they have stopped the cleanup of the house. I think our, our yeah. all of our collective hearts stopped a little when we read yesterday that they were going to start remediating the house today. Who is really Why? You don't even why. have a suspect yet. Turns out, yeah, they did. Yeah. But uh, I'm glad that the courts have halted that and asked them to wait. I think. Why? Yeah. I mean, they released the bodies so fast. They did. Which, to the for the sake of the families, I get it. But in comparison... JJ and Tylee have still not been released to their family. Right. I mean, the difference there is pretty stark.
1: It really is. And, you know, I mean, hopefully they've got all of the evidence that they need from those bodies, but to not be able to go back because some of them were cremated, like to not be able to go back at all and the others have been embalmed. And yeah, that's rough. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Katie, do you want to answer the question Do we know if he knew the people he killed? Because you found the answer to that, at least to some extent.
0: Well, we don't know. We don't know. Um, one of It did look like there may have been some following back and forth between some of the girl's accounts and his on social media. Mm-hmm. But again, there's been so many spoof, spoof social media accounts that I'm hesitant to say true. for sure. It that's looks true. like it's potentially that they did. Uh, someone that I know who knows the roommate said that the roommate said that he would come to their parties and bring a lot of beer. But again, that's all rumor at this point. So right. I don't wanna say that that's certain, but those are things that we heard.
1: And that those are, if that is true, That is another um, indication that he may have been the stalker that they were reporting about and concerned about.
0: Yeah, it's absolutely possible that he went to a party at their house. That was a party house. Uh, Students from those two schools come back and forth and party together a lot. It wouldn't be a surprising thing at all to think he'd been there before. Right. Yeah. There's also a going rumor that his sister lived next door to the murder house. That too has just been a rumor that I have tried and tried this morning to substantiate and I have been unable to do that. Yeah. So I don't know that that's true, Uh, but it has been said, but uh, yeah, we don't know that it's true.
1: But where they were, they lived so close and were at schools that were so close to one another. I mean, the Mm -hmm. the likelihood that he'd had some um, interaction with them in the past, it's very high. Mm Mm-hmm. But I mean, we,
0: understand, neither of these schools are big. No, they're both you small know, universities. They're both small universities, yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that house was pretty well left open. That's why mm-hmm. the roommates who, uh, you know, woke up the next morning to this travesty said they sleep with earplugs and with their doors locked because this is a party house. There's a lot happening here all the time. Yeah. And that that was pretty common. Which so. may, in fact,
1: have saved their lives.
0: Yeah yeah
1: because that that it, it there i have so many questions about them mm-hmm. and that situation were their doors tried or not did know mm-hmm. i mean if this if he knew the people who lived in that house he would know that there should have been two more women right you know um but yeah. were their doors locked and you know that And we also still don't know if he was, if he acted alone, that, that definitely, that door Mm -hmm. was not closed by the police today at all.
0: No. Well, no. And they're still asking for tips, you know, Mm -hmm. of course about Brian Koberger, but in general, they're still asking for tips. Yeah. So I, yeah, I think it's all very interesting that we really don't know.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it, you know, there's so much more to come, but this uh-huh. is good news. I mean, and I do, I want to give props to the Moscow Police Department and to all of the Idaho police that worked on this. They have taken so much shit over uh-huh. this, and they have just continued to keep their heads down and do their job. Yep. And I, I think we have to remember that these things take time. They have to do everything the legal way. Yeah. You know, but they... But again, we want... We want, you know, it was clear that the prosecutor wished he could just tell us everything. It was obviously that, that, you know, people are going to be calling his office, asking him stuff that he cannot answer Mm
0: -hmm. forever. Mm -hmm.
1: But they know they want to be sure Mm -hmm. that they get a conviction, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And we want that, too. As the public, there's a couple of things that we always need to do for one. We always need to support our actual justice system. Right. Just already today, I was seeing tweets saying, just save us all some taxpayer money and just execute him now. And I'm like, for God's sake, people quit saying stuff like that. Right. If that was you or your family member, you sure wouldn't want that to happen. Right. Now, I'm not saying that he is not guilty or is guilty. I'm saying he's been charged. That's what I'm saying. But what country do you want to live in? Because that's not how our justice system works. No. As a populace, we should always demand that law enforcement and our prosecution always follow the letter of the law. We should be demanding that always because that could be you. It could be your family member. That's how this society operates. And in this case, as much of a monster as this dude is looking like he probably is, we want correct justice to be served. Yes. Always.
1: All of his rights need to be protected all the way through the entire situation, just like with the Vallow case and any other high profile case, as well as the low profile cases. Like we if this guy did this, we want to make sure that he's, you know, gets his punishment. Yeah. Yeah. They'll never find a a jury in Latah County. Paula, you're right. They won't. Mm -hmm. They they will. They will probably end up in Boise. (laughs) They probably will. Yeah, you know i mean it, it probably will because yeah i mean it's plot if you twist. don't live in a, a this rural ends state, up in
0: fremont county
1: oh <gasps> whoa that would be <laughs> or or bonneville i
0: mean come or on bonneville. it could come to Idaho falls boise might, might be too now. close to be honest boise yeah, might be too might. close but
1: yeah you know and and i know there's been a lot of criticism of the police but if you don't live in a rural place with rural police departments you just don't understand, you know, yeah. these guys have never dealt with a case like this before ever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they did the smart thing. They called, you know, they're using the, the city police, the county police, the ISP and the FBI from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And and I think they need kudos for that. There's not been any grandstanding over jurisdiction or, you know, any of that. They have worked really hard together. And this is mm-hmm. what often Idaho has to do. Yeah. In these cases, just like they did with Dave Vallo,
0: mm-hmm.
1: they need the feds because the feds have the resources that we just don't have. Yep,
0: yep for sure. Yep, they've, they've been really uh, egoless that way. And I think they do need commended for that. They shouldn't mm-hmm. have to be commended for that. It's how it should be. Yeah. But in looking at cases like the Dylan Rounds case. <sighs> right that could have been maybe solved at this point if uh, the authorities there had let some of the big boys come in and help them, but they didn't want that. So
1: these guys have done
0: a a really good job that way. Yeah, I can't imagine how those families are feeling today. I mean, I'm sure a a rush of relief and renewed grief and lots of big questions about why. Why in the world would this happen?
1: Well, and I'm wondering about that one dad who said that he was hiring a private detective because these police were doing a shit job. I think he should probably shut up. He should probably shut up now.
0: Yep. Time to put his grief elsewhere and just Mm -hmm. let the system play itself out here as it obviously is. Yeah.
1: And and, and it is. That's the thing. It is working. It just... Mm -hmm. We want everything immediately. And that is not how... Mm-hmm. Police work works. That is not yeah. how detective work works. Yeah. They it, slow and steady wins the race. You you do things too quickly and you fuck up your evidence. And yeah. You know.
0: Yeah. Now one criticism I will have of Moscow is that um they had way too many spokespeople.
1: Oh, good. Too many people
0: talking to the press, way conflicting things. That was many. really detrimental and ridiculous, yeah. but you know, I, it is what it is at this point. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm hoping we'll see, you know, things just come right from the prosecutor's office now. And yeah, because that's the way it should be. They're they're the ones in charge now with a with a with a defendant um, charge once he's charged.
0: Yeah. Now, things that I am looking for, watching for, want to see. I want to read what this dude has written. Right. He has a master's degree. What Where's was his the friggin manifesto?
1: You know, there is one.
0: Right. Well, and where, what was his master's thesis and where is it?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Those, that study that we read you, the, that survey, there were two other master students on that. Yeah. Where, where are they? What would they have to say about all of this? Yeah. What about the roommates? Do they recognize this person? Do they know him? Those are things mm-hmm. we won't get to know yet. They're going to probably be witnesses that, mm-hmm. you know, can't talk to the press. Um, I want to hear from the students who actually took a class from him at, uh, in Washington, or at least, uh, you know, interacted with him in any way. And also what other things has he written? He's a doctorate student. He's probably written some other things that have been published somewhere.
1: Yeah.
0: I would like to see all of that. That's what I want to know right now. We're waiting right now for the uh, probable cause. There's not going to be a lot of new information come out at this point. There'll be a lot more speculation. You can There'll be that, some, though, sure. because
1: because there will we will get some indication of what led them to this guy. That's true because that's they had true. to justify to the judge. Mm-hmm. We believe it's this person, and this is why. And so that that's yeah, going to tell us some things we don't probable know.
0: probable cause. Probably, I'm assuming we won't get to see that yet.
1: Well, we'll see. But I mean, they didn't didn't sound like they were, were going to be sealing anything. So.
0: Right. Oh, okay. I thought they said that until they got him back to Idaho, we wouldn't be able to see any. Right.
1: We won't, but they're not going to seal. So the prosecutor said, once we have him back in Idaho and he's Mm -hmm. charged, you will see that. Yes, of course. He said that himself, which I, considering there's been such precedent lately to seal these, uh, that makes me happy. I think that will help people all over the world understand a little better about what's going on here
0: absolutely no i just meant up until that point we right up until that point and yeah. it just
1: depends is he going to stipulate or is he going to force idaho's hand right to uh you know i don't know i with... mean it,
0: it, this is not a layman you know this is right. somebody that's got six years of education in the field uh mm-hmm. not in law specifically but uh, i in, in criminal justice, justice. So, so it will be knows really interesting system. to see what he does. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. for sure. It will.
0: But uh, but again, those are the things I really want to know. I want to mm-hmm. read what he's written. I want to understand who he was a little bit better. There right. is an interview in. Uh, oh, let's see. Not the New York Times. What's the other New York? The New Yorker? No. Uh, ah, Lordy. I know. I know what you're
1: talking about. New York Post.
0: New York Post. And the New York Post is kind of iffy in info for me, too. Can so be, A little yeah. iffy on it, but they claim that they've interviewed his aunt, who says that he is has a lot of uh, OCD-type food tendencies mm. and is a vegan to the degree that he his parents had to buy new pots and pans because he will not eat any food that has been cooked in a pot or pan that has ever had meat in it. That he's that stringent of a vegan and that she believes that he has OCD. Again, New York Post.
1: We don't know, but that's,
0: we'll see. But that's interesting. But those are things we're going to start seeing come out. Our Mm -hmm. interviews with neighbors, childhood friends, classmates, students, those kinds of things. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yes, Paula, they do have to prove um, his identity. If he fights the extradition, Mm -hmm. you know, that's where things kind of got hung up with Lori Vallow for a little while Mm -hmm. in Hawaii. Um, They do have to prove that he is in fact the right Brian Christopher Kober.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Which shouldn't be hard to do. And usually, you know, that law exists, you know, because we have seen this, right. We saw this in Las Vegas last year and then we saw it in Florida. Yes. Where men with the same name were arrested for crimes they didn't commit, weren't the same person. And both of the times that this happened, those men sat in jail for five, six days yeah. before they finally got the hell out of there. In one case, the suspect they were looking for was white and the guy they were holding in jail was black. Right. And in the other, so I think that there was like a 30-year age difference. It's insanity. Yeah. So there's good reason for the, the law. You oh, know, there, there definitely law. is.
1: But we've seen the photos of him when he was arrested and we've seen the photos of him like at his school. Yeah. It's clearly the same person. Yeah.
0: Yep. So that is just uh, being bitchy and slowing down the process.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, And some people do that, you know, they're going to waste as much time as possible. And that could certainly happen here too.
0: Sure. Well, and because once they get him back to Idaho, he'll have to obtain an attorney in Idaho. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now it sounds like the area that he was arrested in was actually a gated community. So I'm going to assume that his family has decent money, mm-hmm. though they may not be interested in paying for an attorney for this. He may right. very well end up uh, with a public defender. But the the
1: uh, prosecutor actually said, "When we bring him back to Idaho, Idaho we will assign him a
0: public defender." Uh huh. So they may already know that he's, he's going to be requesting one. Good. Yeah. They could. Yep. Or he may just be assuming. So yeah. He, he may. Yeah. I mean, he's a college student, so. right
1: it would be pretty easy to assume that he wouldn't be able to pay for an attorney himself
0: yeah for sure for sure so i mean that's pretty much what we know yep i can't i think we've covered everything that we have
1: i think so i i think that we have you know and again there's lots of rumors and we'll confirm things as we find out that they are for sure true but you mm-hmm. know what? Be careful. Be careful with TMZ. You guys, mm-hmm. TMZ reports everything that everyone told them. They don't mm-hmm. look for is there a way to verify that that is in fact true. So you're going to yeah. see a lot of things out of TMZ mm-hmm. that may or may not be true. And yeah. we don't we don't want to do that and we will tell you. If we can't verify something, we will say mm-hmm. this is being said, but we don't know for sure. Yeah. Um so watch for that. New York Post is another one that will do that. Mm-hmm. Um Heavy yeah. Daily Beast they're yeah. all pretty sensationalist, and they
0: will report
1: mm-hmm. anything. Yeah. So just
0: be careful, and we got to be patient. No, and literally everyone's doing that right now. Even mm-hmm. you know, pretty much everyone.
1: <laughs> so, well, yeah. CNN yeah. calling him Hannibal Lecter? Are you kidding me? God. Yeah, yeah. Quit with that shit, man. Yeah, isn't what he did bad enough that you don't have to, you know, yeah. compare him? To a cannibal or compare him to ted bundy we don't need that like
0: yeah. he
1: did something horrible on his own let's just focus oh, yeah. on him oh
0: i won't even tell you what 4chan said because i won't for mm-hmm. lots of reasons but yeah yeah so we'll keep a close eye on it um yeah so this was just a bonus episode yeah. we're going to be back next week we <laughs> with a whole new you know beginning of season four whole mm-hmm. new uh slate of episodes and yeah. you can watch for one more patreon we do have one more patreon for 2022 mm-hmm. coming out tomorrow yes so you can watch for that as well but thanks for joining us or for listening if you're listening to an archive or a replay there you go that's a big way to end the year this has been yet another Listen. production of the true crime squad take care Bye, everybody <laughs>